Good evening, listeners, and you're welcome along to Across the Line here on Tip FM with myself, Paul Carroll, on this Friday, the 15th of September 2023. Plenty to look forward to on this evening's show. Of course, we have a big slate of a knockout championship hurling games to look forward to, both in quarterfinals and relegation semifinals. There's a lot happening over the weekend, and of course, there's been a lot of changes to some of those games that we will get through. We've had a lot of rainfall here in the Premier County in the last 24 hours, so let's hope that uh, we've seen the worst of that now and uh, conditions can clear up for what is a very exciting weekend of sport in Tipperary and especially in the County Hurling Championship. So I mentioned uh, some of the games had been called off. I'm sure you've heard already that the Kiladangan versus Holy Cross game in the uh, Senior Hurling Championship quarterfinal was due to be tonight at quarter to eight. That has now been postponed, so that's been moved to Saturday at quarter past five. So instead of having uh, the Kiladangan Holy Cross game on this this evening, it's going to be a double header now in Semple Stadium tomorrow. So it's going to be at quarter past five, and it's going to be on uh, just after Lockmore Castellani against Ross Gray, which gets underway at half three tomorrow. And uh, both of those games, of course, are live here on Tip FM. So thanks to Tipperary ETB. So we'll also have the double header on Sunday. That, of course, gets underway at two p.m. with County Ross Moore versus Tumi Vara. And after that, at quarter to four. We have Thurla Sarsfields versus Drummond Lynch. All four of those games live here on Tip FM with thanks to Tipperary ETB. So with that Kildangan game moving now to Saturday, of course, Kildangan's second team were scheduled to play Shannon Rovers in the Intermediate Hurling Relegation semi-final on Saturday evening in Clock Jordan. It's still in Clock Jordan, but it's been moved to Sunday at one o'clock. So there's been a change of fixture there that has Shannon Rovers versus Kildangan relegation semi-final in the Intermediate Hurling Championship pushed out to Sunday at one o'clock. And also the uh, unfortunate news uh, coming from the Clonakenny GA club in the in the past day or so was uh, the death of Joan Matthews, of course, a uh, mother of Tomas Matthews, which I'm sure we've all gotten to know even more in the uh, the last kind of year or so with his work there with Clubber. So uh, we pass on all our condolences to uh, Tomas Matthews and everyone in Clonakenny affected by that death. So the Clonakenny versus Lara game in the Premier Intermediate uh, hurling quarterfinal. That one has been postponed and we'll know uh, a, a new fixture for that on Sunday evening when the CCC meets. So again, passing on all our condolences to the Matthews family and everyone down in Clonakenny there. So that's just a, a bit of a roundup on what we know so far. So um, that's what where we are heading into this weekend. So we're, we've plenty of games still to look forward to and a bit of changes. Another change that I forgot to mention there was the Killinall Carrick Swan game on Sunday at two o'clock. I told you there was a lot of changes is uh, Carrick Swan versus Killinall Premier Intermediate Hurling Quarterfinal. Uh, instead of being on in Clonmel on Sunday at 2 o'clock, it's been moved to Ardfinan. So you're just about up to date on what's happening over the weekend now. So uh, let's preview these games. Now I'm speaking to Enda Tracy from the Tipperary Star. Now uh, I spoke to Enda before all these games were changed. So if you hear us mentioning uh, um, the old fixtures or whatever, um, just bear in mind that this was recorded before the games have been changed. So let's hear that conversation with Enda Tracy as we first look to the Senior Hurling Championship quarterfinal games. Hi, Paul. And I was uh, reading the, the start there today. I saw your your um, breakdown of all the games and it's, it's about a two-page spread because there's so many games going on. I think we have 20 uh, kind of uh, games across the top three grades or even the top four grades. We've got Junior A um, quarterfinals on this weekend as well. So really busy weekend of, of sport here but it's really getting down to the kind of uh, it's knockout hurling now so it's do or die for all these teams playing this weekend Yeah it's very hectic this weekend but like quarter final weekend every year tends to be a feast for us all like between the, the top four grades there's, there's so many matches on and 
a lot of good contests. So we, we don't we don't know which way to be looking this weekend. We'll start with uh, the game that's on later tonight, Kiladangan against Holy Cross in the uh, Senior Championship quarterfinal. The first of four, all the four uh, senior quarterfinals are live on Tip FM with thanks to Tipperary ETB. Visit fetchcourses.ie. So it's Kiladangan against Holy Cross. Kiladangan going for their fifth straight semi-final, whereas for Holy Cross, this is their first quarterfinal appearance since 2004. Kiladangan have beaten Thurless and uh, Clonalty in the group stages whilst Holy Cross had that win over Upper Church in round one but have lost the last two so if you're just looking at, at it like that it's hard to see anything but a Kiladang and win but that's often not how it works out No but I mean it's, it's a hard to look past Kiladang and at the same time um, Holy Cross will be disappointed with the way they qualified like it's, it's great that they're there and as, as you said they haven't been there in a long time and they'll be delighted to be at this stage but didn't play well against Temple Derry last day and only by the look of the the new um, format for qualifying teams on the same points, they mightn't have got through. So, look, it's 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 progress all the same. There, there there's a lot of young players coming through with the club, and they're trying to phase them in and build a team over the next few years. So, look, they're in bonus territory. Like there's there's nothing to lose going into this game, playing against one of the favourites to win out the whole competition. So they can have a right crack at it and just throw the shackles off and not be worried about what happens and just go for it. Um, but they need they need all their best players to be really on top form, Brian America, Alvarez, Dara Woods in particular. If if Dara Woods is stifled, you'd be worried that they that they won't be in the game for too long. So but Kiladang and our season team, they're they're still a fairly young team, uh, judging by the whole overall age of the team and five semi finals in a row is fair going. So yeah, it'll be very difficult to beat if if they're on top form. Yeah, and Kiladangan, I think they've had nine and ten scores in the last two games. So, you know, if you stop one or two of them, you know, the rest of them are well able to pick up the pieces. So, a very hard team to stop when it when it comes to that. But I suppose the narrative with Holy Cross for the last kind of couple of years has been that they're they're a club that's going in the right direction, a lot of underage success, and uh, they had even more underage success during the week. They're winning was it the mid under nineteen A final against uh, Durless Oak. Um, or is that under seventeen? I'm trying to think now, but yeah, uh, they won the two of them. Yeah, they won the two of them. So there we go. Kind of, kind of proves my point. But so I suppose this is kind of nearly part of their progression, getting to a a quarter final, getting to the knockout stages. But of course, the players on the field won't be won't be looking at it like that. But um, if you're looking at the bookmakers, makers Kildangan are one to eight, so that's how how they see it. So that one's going to be interesting. Uh, quarter to eight throwing time there on Friday evening on Saturday at half past three we have Lockmore Castellani against Ross Gray and uh, slimmer, similarly enough you kind of have a Ross Gray team that are going to be delighted that they're here and probably as you kind of mentioned bonus territory probably for them going up against Lockmore Castellani who are experienced at this uh, the knockout stages of this grade but uh, again Ross Gray are going to have a real crack off this they will, yeah, and they're kind of in a similar boat to Holy Cross, as you said, but they're probably a bit further along in their development with their team. They're, a lot of their players are on the 23, 24, 25 bracket, um, so they've been coming for the last few years. Um, I've had a really good group campaign. <clears throat> we're unlucky not to be too, really. Well, I wouldn't say unlucky, but they, they were in the match for a long period and they couldn't nick the result there, only for a couple of great saves from Rory Bisland, So um, They'll be delighted with their campaign, and Liam England has been hurting really well, and you know, going to Simple Stadium will suit them because they thrive on space and they're a real running team and they're fit. So going in to play a lot more with loads of space, nothing to lose. This will probably be a lot closer than people would think, but you'd imagine just the experience Lockmore have, you know, the firepower they have up front that they should see it through, but should be a bit tighter, I think, than the Friday night game. Yeah, and I suppose it's uh, been mentioned during the week there that Lockmore 
the first time in a while being, a, being playing a game in mid-September where they've had a week off the week before. So um, I'm sure they've made good use of that and are fresh coming into this. And it'll be interesting to see Kieran Connolly if he's going to uh, kind of he come on against Upper Church for the last 20-odd minutes. So uh, we'll hope to see him back in kind of uh, full flight uh, come Saturday afternoon. And uh, Ed Connolly's been in great form as well. So looking forward to that one. Uh, Ross Gray and Lockmore Castellani at half past three on Saturday. Then we've the big double header on Sunday. It starts off... Two o'clock, uh, your own Tumi Vara and uh, against Clonalty Ross Moore. There are two teams, I suppose, unlike the other uh, meetings we've talked about so far. These are two teams that actually have played each other quite a lot in the last couple, last kind of five or six years, and they've all kind of been one-score games. And just on the balance of the way th- these two teams are playing so far this year, you could definitely foresee another one-score game here. Yeah, it's going to be. It's going to be nothing between the teams. Um, that two of them have had a good year today, and you probably say, probably we're in the weakest group out of the, the four groups that were drawn at the start of the year. But look, you can only beat what's put in front of you. And in fairness, uh, they've done that, and um, with some good performances. Obviously, Darren McCarthy's been a, a massive addition to uh, to the club this year, playing, playing some serious stuff. He yeah, was very good at the under 19 the last few weeks as well. Just an inside forward that we were crying out, crying out for over the last few years. But other than that, he's he's brought out the best in a lot of the other forwards as well. So he's taken a bit of pressure off the likes of Jack Blaney and Mark McCarthy and it's opened up a bit of space for them as well. So, look, we've been solid defensively and we're, we're, we're hurling well enough. But Canauti, as you say, many people wouldn't, win and wouldn't be backing them to go too much further considering they're in relegation. But they're as good as any team that's left in it if they hurl well. Um, Connor Hermesley back is a big addition to them. Scoring-wise, he's been badly needed. Um but they weren't scoring heavy before he came back. He scored one three the last day, I think. Yeah. And he's he's just a bundle of energy there. So look, uh, it'd be hard to call his team. They're fairly evenly matched. I know maybe Clonalty will have the relegation in the back of their head. Would that be an issue if the match is getting tight and there's lads picking up needles? Will they risk him? Um, it's a it's a weird dynamic for them facing into it, but um, it'll be a tough game all the same. Yeah, really, I'm really looking forward to that. There's so many kind of good battles all over the field in this one, like Robert Doyle kind of really came to the fore for Clonauty at full forward against Mullinahone last weekend. And like, you know, he's going to be going up against Andrew Ryan, one of the kind of best fullbacks in, in Tipperary Club Hurling in the last decade nearly at this stage, I'd say. Um, so really good uh, matchups. We've kind of Robbie Quirk and Ronan Heffernan in, in midfield there and Michael Ryan. Um, you could you could go on, but uh, for two, I suppose they're again similar to uh, what we mentioned with Holy Cross. Their under 19s um, are going very well, and it's Darren McCarthy leading the way there uh, for them into a county final now, as far as I'm aware. So um, exciting times for the Tumi Bar Club. Yeah, there's constant flow there the last few years of uh, good players coming underage. You know, we've teams on most of the underage development squads, and um, you know we're a young team, and Ken's involved there at the moment, so. He's bringing the best out in him. He'd be very familiar with all those players. You know, he would have coached a lot of them underage as well. So, look, it, 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 we're building nicely. The, the, the age of the team is, is relatively low if you take out the likes of Andrew Ryan. Um, uh, other than that, you've Joey McLaughlin coming off the bench. So, still a young team and you'd, you'd hope the best years are yet to come. But if we could get to a semi-final, it'd be, uh, it'd be all hands on deck to see if we can get to a county final. So, look, we've got over Canalty first. It's going to be a tough match and Hopefully they can do the business. Yeah, and an interesting kind of a side note on both of these teams is that they both were beaten at the quarterfinal stage last year, so they'll both mm. be looking to go to go one step further. That's two o'clock on Sunday. Then at quarter to four, the game after that in Semple Stadium, Drummond Inch against Hurlis Sarsfields. 
And uh, this is always an exciting tie to see uh, down on, on a sheet of paper, Drummond Inch versus Tarla Sarsfields, two clubs that know so much about each other, play each other nearly every year. Mm. And, uh, you know, it's, it's going to be a, a proper derby affair, but Tarlis are kind of really coming into it. That win over Nina is going to give them huge momentum, whereas Drummer coming off the back of that kind of strange performance against J.K. Brackens in that dead rubber. So um, it's probably... Drum, who are probably going to have to come up to the level of Thurlis if you're looking at this from a, a form perspective. Absolutely, yeah. And I don't know whether they took the eye off the ball against uh, Jacob Rackens. It was a really bad performance. Like they had a full team, as far as I remember. I think maybe they were missing one player. I can't, I can't remember who it was, but really flat. And obviously, the fact that they've already qualified was in the mind and uh, they just didn't produce it on the day. But you have to say, coming up to that, they were hurling well. And like the Tommy Nolan and Jamie were hurling right well up in the forwards and you know they have a fairly good team you could probably pull out 11 or 12 of their starting team as representative at some level um, over the last 5-10 years so you know a very good team and uh, the sight of a, a Sarsfield jersey usually brings the best out in them as well um, obviously they have the match last year to look back on they won, won that game fairly handy um, it was a good beating I think was it near 10 points and they won for a finish in, inside in the stadium so uh, Sarsfield will be hurting from that and they'll want a bit of revenge there. Um, just seem to be really getting to the boil nicely now. Um, a third of Sarsfield team with their, t- with their tails up is a dangerous prospect. Um, but, you know, when these derby matches come around, you know, the form can be gone out the window and just lads going to a different gear because they want to get a one over on the, on the rival. So it's going to be a very good match and it's, uh, it's one that's going to be a treat for everyone watching it. Yeah, and like intriguing kind of um, tactics you're going to be kind of looking into this game because I, I suppose Drum would have obviously been uh, well would have been looking on at that Nina game in the week since the draw there and for Thurlis on that day like Ronan Maher was just sweeping up everything so every ball that went in towards the full forward line was broken off either um, Paul Maher or Dennis Maher and Ronan was there to, to clean it up so um, like just talking during the week even to, to Ken Hogan and he was kind of making the point that like we Drum can't just leave Ronan Maher free, I would imagine, or they're going to have to have some sort of game plan because he's just running the show for Thurlis back there. He is, yeah. Nino uh, you know, played into their hands uh, last week. It's, it was hard to fathom. There's just the long loop and high ball in on, in on two two Thurlis defenders running, just sweeping up the breaks. And there's no better player in the country probably to do it. Um, just such a smart hurler, and he's in the right place at the right time. And not only that, he's starting attacks as well, um, which is which is the biggest issue for, for Drum going into it. Like Fronan is getting free around to deliver balls into the forwards. It's going to be so there's, there's going to be real trouble down the other end of the pitch. So I wonder would it be just Drum maybe to throw Shamey in in front of him? Hope Shamey can do enough damage that it takes Ronan's attention, and then maybe it'll make a bit more space for like to Tommy Nolan inside. But you know it'll be maybe a bit harder for Ronan to cover the space in Turles. It'll be a lot bigger than the likes of Bursley. So maybe that's something that Drum will have to look at. But look, obviously, you don't want Ronan Maher to be playing to his best. You're not going to need to nullify him if you're going to be beating Turles. Yeah, it's going to have to be a, definitely a, a keep keep a ball away from uh, Ronan Maher mm. kind of a tactic for Drum, no matter what they do. But uh, yeah, that's going to be a really um, interesting game. And I suppose it's going to we're going to know so much that we're going to know three of the four um, semi-finalists as we go into that game. So really looking forward to that one. Quarter to four on Sunday. A reminder, all those games live on Tip FM uh, over the weekend. They're all the senior quarterfinals with thanks to Tipperary ETB. Visit fetchcourses.ie.
Now we're just going to take a quick pause with our chat there with Enda Tracy looking ahead to the weekend's uh, hurling championship games. Of course, that kind of concludes our talk about the senior games. And a reminder again, if you're just tuning in, Kilidangan versus Holy Cross Valley Cal won't be taking place this evening. It has been moved to tomorrow at quarter past five in Semple Stadium. And again, it will be live here on Tip FM with thanks to Tipperary ETB. So uh, just before we take an ad break, worth mentioning as well to pass on our condolences to uh, John Kelly, of course, of Kappa White GA Club, former Tipperary uh, All-Ireland winner in 1971. So we pass on all our condolences to the Kelly family and all who knew John there um, following his passing during the week. So just a, a, another a, a Tipperary legend there has passed in the week and worth acknowledging that. So John Kelly of Kappa White, may he rest in peace. So I'm uh, just going to move on now. We're going to take a quick ad break. We're going to be talking the Premier Intermediate Hurling Championship Games this weekend and Intermediate Hurling Championship Games after this quick break. Stay tuned. Plenty more hurling to come. And you're very welcome back to Across the Line here on Tip FM with myself, Paul Carroll, on this Friday, the 15th of September, 2023. Now we're going to continue my chat with Enda Tracy from the Tipperary Star looking ahead to the weekend's uh, hurling action in the County Hurling Championships. We just spoke about the Senior Championship. Now it's time to focus on the Premier Intermediate and Intermediate Hurling Championships, uh, both of which get down to the quarterfinal stages this weekend. And we also have relegation semifinals in this grade to uh, look forward to and preview as well. So we're going to go through that over the next 20 minutes or so but just a reminder to listeners uh, I recorded with Enda Tracy before the uh, different uh, fixture changes were made earlier today so uh, just a reminder to listeners um, because we probably will mention the fixtures within uh, our chat here is of course the Killinall and Carrick Swan game on Sunday scheduled for two o'clock in uh, Clonmel is going to be at two o'clock on Sunday in Ardfinnan instead. That's in the Premier Intermediate Hurling Championship. In the Intermediate Hurling Championship relegation semi-final, uh, Shannon Rovers versus Kiladangan has been pushed out to Sunday at one o'clock in Clock Jordan. So it won't be on Saturday. That's moved out to Sunday. And of course, uh, with the bereavement uh, in the Clonakenny GA Club, the Clonakenny versus Lura Premier Intermediate Hurling um, quarterfinal has been postponed and we won't know a new fixture for that until Sunday evening. So it won't be taking place this weekend. So uh, you might hear myself and uh, Enda mention some of those games with the wrong times, as, as, I, as I said, we recorded uh, before those change of venues were made. So a reminder that all four of the senior county championship quarterfinal games will be live here on Tip FM starting tomorrow uh, down in Semple Stadium. Double header there starting at quarter, half past three and then uh, on Sunday starting at two o'clock. So two double headers to look forward to over the weekend, both live here on Tip FM with thanks to Tipperary ETB. So we're going to move on now and talk about the Premier Intermediate Hurling Championship. So let's pick up where we left off with my chat with Enda Tracy from the Tipperary Star. Then the other two quarterfinals are on Sunday, 3.45, Cashel King Hormux against Skirton Hooglen Ghoul. And at 2 o'clock on Sunday, before that in Clonmel, it's Carrick Swans versus Killinall. So two really, really um, high-quality games that I, I can't wait to see. Sunday, we'll start with Cashel King Cormacks versus Gertnahu. It's a clash. Of, it's on in Holy Cross. A, a clash of two of just the, the top teams in the division. But Gertnahu will have huge momentum after just the manner of that victory over St. Mary's, given the fact they were down by five points at halftime. Hadn't hurled well at all. Could have been down by more but really roared back into the game in the second half. So they'll, they'll get a huge boost from that win. They will, yeah, and they did well in fairness. Um, you know, they really wore down the St. Mary's team. You know, they, I think they kind of knew that St. Mary's had a lot of hurling done, obviously playing the, um, the preliminary quarterfinal um, earlier in the week and obviously with the football um, commitments as well. And they just knew if they stayed going at them, maybe that they'd wear them down. That's eventually what happened. Um, you know, who are a really seasoned team at this level. You know, they got to the final last year. 
and I know they're missing Ronan Tehan this year, but it's, it's been fairly seamless. Keen Hayes has picked up an awful amount of slack, and he's he's um, he's playing incredibly well. Um, what you have in Gurton Hu is you have a young, fit team, and when you're bringing Damien Corbett off the bench, you know that they've good options. So, but they'll be playing a casual team to have world well themselves, and they'll have the added boost to the two Ryans coming back, Devon and uh, Nathan from suspension. So. They're two quality players to be calling, bring bring them back, considering that they were hurling well without them. So, you know, this is all the makings of a very good match, and it'll be a hard one to call. Yeah, no, that is definitely a hard one, hard one to call. Um, can't wait to see how that one goes. Then on two o'clock on Sunday, Carrick Swan against Killinola repeated the South final, which Killinola won. But this is a South rivalry. Uh, these teams know a lot about each other, play play each other a lot. So. You know these these kind of divisional matchups is is kind of anyone's call, but one thing you can be for certain is it's going to be a, a tight game. You'd imagine down in Clanmel on Sunday afternoon. Yeah, and we know all too well, Paul, from looking at the South Division, like that form just goes out the window when they play in their divisional championship. So this is a de facto South Championship game, and you know it's it's going to be so hard, so hard to call. They're so familiar with each other, and um, it'll be interesting to see if if Bubbles plays some part for Kilnall. Like I know he was on the bench. And doing over Gurton Hu, and they didn't chance him, um, because they knew it just even if they had to lose that game, they'd had a preliminary quarter final. So he'll be a big player for them if he can play some part. Maybe not from the start, but coming on, and they'll have Dean O'Connor back as well, who's a big scoring forward for them. Um, I think Carl's funds. Aaron O'Halloran, I think, played last night for the under 19s in the South final, so he'll be back. Um, but like they're hurling well themselves and. <laughs> The, the, the South teams just uh, they love to get over get one over on each other and it'll be impossible to call that game yeah and that would be huge for Kill and all if um if Bubbles can be back because they haven't had him at all this year so as good as mm. they've been going this year to then have him would just be ju- just a huge push on for them so uh, that's the quarterfinals in the Premier Intermediate Hurling Championship the relegation semi-finals are also on this weekend first one on Saturday in the Premier Intermediate Hurling Relegation semi-finals Sean Tracy's against Portrow it's on in Newport and um, I suppose Portrow down a lot of bodies this year um, for various reasons <coughs> lads being away and lads being injured and things like that so um, they've they have still performed well I thought for, for a lot of their games so they're going up against Sean Tracy's in this one who I believe got a, got a draw against Carrick Swan earlier in the championship but um, of course these are relegation battles these are just as as it says in the name these are proper battles and it's just kind of win at all costs so that's going to be a, a fiery fair you'd imagine in Newport on Saturday evening Yeah it will be and Portrow in particular we know they're desperate to just get out of the mire it's been a Bit of a right off, right off of a year for them, um, missing obviously some key players, and you know they're carrying a lot of injuries as well coming into this game, I believe. And you know just the sight of uh, their mobile coming out with a goal the last day just told you everything you need to know how tight they are with numbers. And I know I got a goal for finishing fairness team, but you know it's it's just um, filling gaps as much as they can and trying to trying to get the win here. They'll be desperate for it. Like they'll be playing a fairly fairly good Tracy team that have been at this level a few years now. And, um, I don't think there is in, in as much uh, bother with injuries, and they'll have a fairly settled team. So, you know, that's it's 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 all 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 hands to the pump here for both teams, and they'll be hoping to get a win, so they don't have to face into a final. And the the other relegation semi final then two o'clock on Sunday in Holy Cross, Mind Temple Tui against Newport. Um, Mind Temple Tui last time we seen him play was against St Mary's uh, midweek last week. They were playing against the Mary's team who had Tyke Sheehan sent off after about five minutes, but they never seemed to kind of get to the, the level of the game at all, uh, Mind Temple Tui that night. And that's kind of been the story of their season. Um, you know, the 
loss against the 12 men of, of Cashel Kincormux in the first round. But it's kind of strange because they've so many good players on that Mayan Temple 2E team. You think that if they can just get something going at all that they have based on talent alone, they have enough to not be relegated. But it's just been not, they haven't got a click in at all so far this year. No, they've been easily the, the, the poorest team in the division this year, you have to say. Like they've they've played two matches now where they've had a numerical advantage and for a for a vast majority of it it's not not late sending us off and they just haven't known what to do with the spare men and just haven't got up to a good performance level. I don't know I don't know if they just can't get the balance of the team or they just can't get into a rhythm, um but I think they're just gonna to have to throw caution to the wind now in this match. They haven't been hurling well. I I'd be taking Connor Bro centre back and just putting him into forwards at Corrode O'Connor and hoping you can shoot the lights out and get a win. Um because I don't think he's working there at centre-back. I don't think it suits him. Um, so you'll be looking to get the best out of the two of them. And if you can do that, you know, they, they can beat any team. But that's that's the thing. Are they going to be able to do it? But in fairness, they're coming up against the Newport team that are struggling themselves this year as well. Um, haven't got up any momentum at all in any of their matches. They've been playing really poorly. So, you know, as you say, these matches, it's all about winning at all costs. And form can, form can go out the window, good or bad, from the group stages. So they'll be hoping... Both teams will be hoping that they can get some sort of a result. Yeah, I, I'd just be thinking that if I was playing against mine Temple 2 and I saw Conor Bow as far away from our goals as possible, mm-hmm. that, that would be a good thing. Like The last thing you want is someone with his kind of pace and power and, and hurling ability. The last thing you want him is lurking around your goals, maybe getting onto a breaking ball and just bursting through. So, yeah, I, I would agree with you there that I would like to see Conor Bow pushed up the field there for from a mind's perspective for Newport. Um, again, a lot of really good players on that team who've probably underperformed a bit this year. But if they were to click the likes of kind of Keen Flanagan and Pa Ryan and Colin Floyd, and John uh, Connor Mahoney still there, Connor Floyd and and uh, the likes and and um, Sean Ryan, like they have or Sean O'Brien, I should say, they have you know a lot of talent in that team. Hasn't been clicking for them yet, but it just takes one big performance to get yourself out of a hole, and they'll be hoping it's this weekend. Yeah, and they do have good players there, and they added um, Oshin O'Brien, who's a former Clare senior to their team this year, and looking in, like, that's a fairly good team that they have there, but um, they've been really poor. I know you played them in the group stages, didn't you, and uh, you played them in the North Championship, and they, 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 they've been really poor since then, um, uh, but, like, you know, when you have players like that, you shouldn't be in this situation. I don't think anyone in Newport would have expected to be in this situation, uh, but they're there now, and they're going to, they're going to have it have a difficult task in beating the mind team if, if Corrode Connor and Connor Bow can get to their pitch. Um but um it's two teams in poor form and I think it'll be whoever can play the best on the day and see if they can get out of it. Okay, well we'll move on now to the uh, intermediate uh, championship. Uh, all these quarterfinals there's three on Saturday and there is one on Sunday. The first one on Saturday is at half one in Nina, the first of that double header with Lura and Clonakenny. It's Bursa Kane against Money Gall. And I'm really looking forward to this game. Bursa Kane were a no-show for that first half of the North Final when these two teams met uh, about probably two months ago at this stage or six weeks ago. Um, Bursa Kane just didn't show up on the day for the first 20 minutes of that game. And by the time they did, it was over. Money Gall had rattled in a few goals. But Bursa Kane are going to be coming into this game now. A lot of people looking in will just be expecting Money Gall to win. Money Gall have been going very well and uh, getting good results in what was a very difficult group. But... Um, it's a dangerous game for for Money Goal because Bursa Kane will be chomping at the bit to get one back over him. Yeah, I don't think that match was a fair reflection on the standard between the teams. Um, just Money Goal got a, a, such a quick start, and I think they had two four scored in the first seven or eight minutes, and it was 
playing catch up the whole match then for Boris Kane, they just never got back into it. Um but Boris Kane since then in fairness they've been hurling really well. They've really impressed in their group campaign. I think they're I think they're the top scorers in the division to be honest. Um after the three games after the three three group games so they're they're playing really well and playing with a lot of confidence. Um uh, Jack and O'Shea and Larkin playing really well, Gary Ryan, um Philip Austin, you know, they've some some good forwards in there so they're scoring heavy. Um, when he got themselves though, be full of confidence. You know they had a great win over Kilsheel and um, the last day in Temple Suhi, um and they were missing a few players. I think they were missing Brendan Suhi and uh, Kieran Quinlan, the goalkeeper, and uh, Cottle Hogan. So like they're doing well with about three lads that be usually starting in the in the um, in the first fifteen. So you know they're they're a team in good form. When you've Sean Kennelly, Joe Fogarty, Paddy Fogarty playing well, you know they have a lot of firepower themselves. So. You can see this one being a shootout, and it'll definitely be a lot closer than our championship game. Yeah, and Bursa Kane eliminated at this stage last year against Lura, and it was uh, after extra time. And Money Goal got to the final, of course, last year. So they're going to be looking to, to go all the way this year, and Bursa Kane looking to go at least one step further than they did last year. Uh, then the second game on Saturday, there's two 2 p.m. throw ins. We'll start with the one in Care. This is Kappa White against Kilshilin Kilkash. Kappa White, uh, I believe, undefeated in the group stage, going up against this Kilshilin team who had to come through the preliminary quarter final with that. Um, finished up as a four point win, I believe, over Skihina Rinki. But uh, they had to really kind of pull that one out of the bag in the last 10 minutes. They were kind of ahead for much of that game where Kilshilin, but uh, a Dara Brennan goal with 10 minutes to go brought it back to a level game. But Kilshilin finished strong. Uh, which is a testament to them, given the amount of games they've played uh, in the last kind of uh, week and t- or ten days, we should say. So this one hard to kind of call this one, I think. Yeah, you have uh, Kappa White team that are playing right well, and their club on the up in fairness, they're they're in the West Junior B final as well um, over the next couple of weeks, and you know they're getting the most out of the players they have there. They've Barry McCarthy playing really well, Willie Barry, you know there's some really good hurlers, Connor Martin there as well from the minor final last mm. year, so. You know they have they have good players in there and they're getting they're getting good performances out of the players they have there. Um, in fairness to Kashil and like the schedule's been very hectic. Um, I know they played Money Gold the Tuesday night I think after playing the previous Sunday in football and I was really impressed with the energy that they had and you know they probably could have won that game. Money Gold needed a lot of late scores to to get over the line. Um, but so they're obviously really fit. But when you have Mark Keogh there, Barry Keogh, Senan Butler. Martin Gibbs, you know, there's a lot of scoring power there as well themselves and they'll be hoping that it's not um, energy that costs them because they'd be very disappointed with the way things have worked out if that's the way it finishes. Yeah, so that one's at 2 o'clock in Care on Saturday. Same time in Dundrum, Drum and Inch against Golden Kilfiekel. Golden, coming into this game, they they lost their opening two um, group games and they got a last-minute goal to win their final group game and, and get into the quarterfinals. So um, they'll be relieved with that because they were kind of relegation threatened up until that goal went into the back of the net. So that was massive for them the last day. So they go into this off with a bit of uh, pep in their step, I'd imagine. But they're going up against the drum team who are very much uh, kind of nearly regulars at this stage, at this uh, point of this um, intermediate championship. I believe they were semi-finalists last year. So uh, it's probably going to be a tough ask for Golden here um, in Dundrum on Saturday. Yeah, Drum would be a firm favourite for this um, Golden, and I think they did produce only 30 minutes really of good hurling over their group campaign, and it was enough enough to get them through. I think it was a last minute goal, wasn't it, um, mm. to get them out of the group. Um, ferociously young team, Paul. You know, a lot of their players are in their early 20s, even you know coming out of teen teenage years. So, like Jack Leamy and uh, Ben Curvin, 
and Jack Bergen are important players for them. But you know, it'd probably be a step too far. I think they'd be happy with their year having just gotten out of the group and considering they were going into the last game, hoping to get out of relegation. So you know, they'll be happy with that. But they're playing that drum team that has so much experience. Lads who've played senior hurling over the last ten or fifteen years, and you know they're really balanced outfit. So you'd imagine drum would come through that with a bit of spare. So that that leaves us for the final game, half twelve on Sunday in the uh, intermediate quarter final. Borhalan Duella against Nakavilla Donaski Kickhams in Cashel. So, um, you know, if you're kind of to go off the favourites of these semi-finals, you could have three teams from the one group who make it to the semi-finals. If it was Kilsheel and Moneygall, and if Borlan were to beat Nakavilla, I've seen Borlan a couple of times this year. Really kind of lively team, and the O'Dwyers are a big addition. Um, even though John you know, Dwyer is a uh, I believe he's only 18 or 19, but he looks all of kind of 25 when he's kind of tagged out in the field. But this is a, a very good Borlahan team and uh, they're going to be probably going in as favourites here against Nakavilla. Yeah, they will. They will definitely be going in as favourites. At the top of that group of death, as you were saying, ahead of Moneygall and Kilsheelan, which is was fair going. Three of the, the favourites nearly to get to a final. Um, so they're going well. A lot of good additions in fairness with the other buyers. And um, you know it's it's really suiting them, and I know your own club man has him hurling well there, Niall McGrath over them, mm. and he's getting the both the best out of them. It's a young team, um, that are just at the start of their life cycle, really. You'd have to say, and you know the likes of the other wires and Dylan Ford, even big additions to them, big chaps for their age, and and they're settling into that old hurling very quickly. Um, so you'd imagine that, you'd imagine if they hurl well, they should be a kicking team. That in fairness, impressed beating Carrick Davins in their last game. I think they scored four or five goals on the day um, and hurled well. Uh, Adam Daly obviously played really well on the day and uh, Kieran Breen played really well centre-back. So look, Kickham's um, probably not favourites to be getting anywhere near a final. So you'd imagine that Borja should, if they play well, should have enough for them. Yeah, Adam Daly, really, really exciting player. Um, interesting to see how he kind of develops over the next couple of years. So that's the last one there, half 12 on Sunday. Just quickly on the relegation um, semi-finals in the intermediate We've Upper Church from Band against Arvale Rovers in Dundrum on Saturday at four o'clock. An hour later in Clock Jordan, it's Shannon Rovers versus Killadangan. So, just lo- looking on the base of these, would you be right in saying Arvale would be kind of favourites to beat this Upper Church from Band second team who lost a lot of players since they won the Junior A last year and have struggled at this grade? And then uh, Shannon Rovers Killadangan is a a very interesting tie. Two neighbouring parishes in a relegation battle always makes for a, an exciting, entertaining affair. Yeah, you'd, you'd imagine Arvale, no, it won't be by much, but you'd imagine Arvale should should have enough to beat Upper Church. Um, Upper Church just struggling big time to score. I think they only average like 14 or 15 points a game so far this year, so it's it's not going to be enough to win championship games. Um, Arvale probably just have that bit more quality, considering it's their first team with Johnny Ryan and Mikey Dwyer, uh, two of their better players, and they should they should see at home. It's obviously very interesting the other game, Shannon Rovers and Kiladagan, the a strange dynamic there with George Hannigan playing for Shannon Rovers and he's been coaching a lot of these Killadangan players this year so I don't know what, what's been going on the last two weeks I assume he hasn't been taking trainings um, considering he'll be lining out against them so um, you know that'll be very hard to call uh, Shannon Rovers they'll be hoping that they'll, they'll be able to do enough against the Killadangan team that aren't aren't at the level they've been the last few years with their second team I know they lost Owen Sharkey and Shane Gleeson from their team last year that played well so you know they'll they'll find it hard to get the scores but uh, two neighbouring teams like it's, it's going to be hard to call but you'd, maybe Shannon Rovers might need it a bit more Yeah you definitely don't want to be dropping back down to uh, to Junior A for a club like mm. Shannon Rovers they won the relegation final last year 
and that was against Ballina Hinch who were in the Junior A quarter yeah. final we'll just run down through those fixtures uh, the Junior A quarter finals are Saturday at 3 o'clock in the rag it's Clownty Ross Moore versus Ross Gray then on Sunday all at half 12 first up in Kappa White it's Ballina Hinch as we just mentioned against Latin Cullen in uh, Littleton it's J.K. Brackens against Mall Rovers and in New Inn it's Clonmel Ogue versus Holy Cross Ballycal so we're really very much uh, getting down to the, the business end of all these championships plenty of games to look forward to over uh, over the weekend and over the coming weeks we've lots of underage kind of um, county semi-finals and finals coming up as well so it's really a busy time of the year in the Tipperary Hurland scene and we very much look forward to the weekend ahead so Enda Tracy from the Tipperary Star uh, thanks for joining us on Across the Line and my many thanks to Enda Tracy there from the Tipperary Star helping me preview all the weekend's County Hurling Championship games and uh, we look forward to all the games that are taking place. Hopefully the weather holds up and uh, the rain that we've seen in the last 24 hours can, can subside for uh, 48 hours or so and uh, hopefully we'll have nice conditions for the games that take place over the weekend. So uh, we're going to take a second ad break and we're going to continue our uh, preview of the weekend of sport here in Tipperary after this short break. And you're very welcome back to the third and final part of Across the Line here on Tip FM with myself, Paul Carroll, on this Friday, the 15th of September, 2023. So plenty to uh, kind of preview and we're going to continue our preview of all the weekend sport here. There's a lot happening across uh, many different grades. So we're going to run you down through some of the fixtures. We'll start with the Camogie on Saturday. There's just one game on Saturday in the County Camogie Championships across the senior and intermediate grades. It's in the Intermediate Championship Money Goal hosting Care at half past six. Money Goal, of course, newcomers to that division. But I can go top of the table there if they can beat Care at home Saturday at half past six. Then on Sunday, the group stages of the County Senior Camogie Championship comes to a conclusion. It's in Group 1 where we have a five in a row chasing Drum and Inch. They take on Silvermines in the rag at half past 11. And then at 12 o'clock in Group 1, it's Tarda Sarsfields at home to Nina Erog. Both of those games on Sunday morning. And also Group 2 on Sunday, Cashel King Cormacks against Clownty Ross Moore. That's in Clownty at 6pm. Cashel need to win that to avoid finishing bottom of Group 2. And that would see them go into the relegation playoff. So big game there for Cashel. But well, it's going to be tough coming up against a Clouty team fresh off the back of their big win over Bursali last week. Also two games in the Intermediate Championship on Sunday at half past ten in the morning uh, up in Newport. Newport Ballina Hinge host Toomey Vara. And then at 2pm in Ballanderry, it's Shannon Rovers. Uh, they're looking to make it four wins from four there at home against Boherlahan Duala. So some of the uh, fixtures to look forward to there in the Camogie Championship. Also have local rugby this weekend. Nina Ormond have a home game at half past two. Uh, they welcome Highfield to uh, Nina in the Munster Senior Challenge Cup. Of course, a repeat of uh, Nina Ormond's, I believe it was a semi-final win last year in the Munster Challenge Cup against Highfield in Nina. I was in at that game. Uh, that one's at half past two tomorrow. And the game between Young Munster and Cashel is down for half past two at Young Munster's ground there at the Tom Clifford Park. But there was a kind of rumblings that that game might not go ahead. So I'd say keep an eye out uh, for that fixture to see if there's any changes there. Cashel against Young Munster. Also soccer, we've got plenty of uh, soccer happening this weekend in the local. It's a Munster Junior Cup weekend. So um, plenty of teams here. We'll start with the TSDL teams. Um, on Sunday, one first round game, Care Park against Two Mile Burris. Then we also have a couple of second round games, St. Michael's against Wilderness, uh, Clonmel Celtic at home to Galbally United, Cashel Town at home to Tip Town, Clonmel Town home to Banshee Celtic, and uh, Peak Villa are away to V Rovers. 
And then also in the uh, north of the county, the NT and NTNDL uh, Premier Division is back underway. And if we look at uh, some of the fixtures there, we've one game uh, happening uh, tonight, do we? Or has it not been? Yeah, in the uh, Junior Cup, Money Gall A against Shinrone. Uh, that's in the Munster Junior Cup. And uh, we also have games on Sunday. Then we've BT Harps uh, um, at home to Borroway at 11 a.m. And uh, one Premier Division game, Clota Rovers, Clota, Clota Rovers, Clota Rangers, I should say, at home to Ballymackie on in the Premier Division on Sunday at 11 a.m. So plenty to look forward to over the weekend in all, uh, all the sports. And obviously, we'll, we'll also be keeping an eye on the AFLW to see how uh, the Tipperary women are getting on down in Australia. And uh, yeah, so plenty to look forward to over this weekend. But as this time, as always, on a Friday evening, it's now time to talk dogs with Barry Drake. Tip FM's Greyhound Update in association with Greyhound Racing Ireland because this runs deep. So we've another big weekend of uh, Greyhound Racing action to look forward to all over the country but as always there's only one place to start and we'll start at the local scene in Clonmel Greyhound Stadium tonight where they hold their usual Friday night meeting which gets underway at 7.30. Uh, plenty of good action to look forward to but we're going to concentrate on the closing race on the card. This of course is the Safe Home and Good Night A5 A6 contest here and uh, Morris Organ looks to have um, strong claims here with uh, Popular Jake who's owned by Jared Horgan in Carrigan Shore. This one ran a, a fine race in defeat last time and uh, looks like it should be right in the mix. It's only a January uh, puppy, so with improvement expected, I'm going to select Popular Jake to get the job done there in the closing race. Others with chances, the likes of Blue Way Breeze has hit the crossbar with three second place finishes in recent weeks. That's the obvious danger for me. But as I said, Popular Jake is the one to follow um, in Clanmel there tonight. 7.30 start, nine races down for decision. Switching our attentions to Turles on Saturday night, it's the 7.45 start. It uh, features the Casco Dog Foods ON2 um, on race stake, which is always a high-class event. Uh, €2,200 to the winner of that. We'll be certainly uh, following that with close interest over the course of the next couple of weeks, and it will be very interesting to see who will be the standout performers uh, in uh, Saturday night's opening round. Elsewhere in the closing race in the card, Whizzing Peggy is a greyhound with uh, top claims for Adam Hogg in Templemore. It's won three times. It's been running consistently well in recent outings and uh, looks one of the leading players there for sure. Great Notions is another one if returning to its best form uh, could be in the mix. But happy enough to go along with trap number three, Whizzing Peggy, as I said, for the Adam Hogg kennels there in Templemore. Uh, back to Clonmel on Sunday night, of course, unfortunately, Last week's racing programme was, was unable to uh, go ahead, so it's the rescheduled uh, meeting from last weekend, which features the John White Memorial A2, A3, 550 uh, Perpetual Cup. And um, as I said, a couple of nice sorts in that. Callaway uh, Anika was an impressive winner on debut last time. That can follow up in race number three uh, for new in base trainer Owen McKenna, owned by Dennis Murphy down in Killarney. Think that can make it two wins from as many starts. Racing, of course, concludes uh, in the ninth of the night, and that is the safe home and good night A3. And uh, looks at a decent contest. Uh, Iskvale Wee Man has strong claims here for Paul uh, Davies in Feather. It's won three times. Wasn't beaten last time. He wasn't beaten far last time in a decent contest. That should go well. Also, Emers Bear has a chance on best form uh, for Turles. 
uh, based uh, JJ Dunn. But the one they'll have to, have to beat is running from trap number one, and that's uh, Bally's Low Lola for William Lawler and Thurless uh, trained by Porrick Campion. It's one five of eighteen starts, and that just gets a narrow vote there to send punters home happy in the closing race there. Um, on Sunday night in Clonmel but it's all about the racing action down in Cork on Saturday night it's the opening round of the 2023 Bar 1 Racing Irish Greyhound Laurels Classic 30,000 euros uh, to the winner Graham Holland of course the champion trainer based in Golden had a wonderful uh, weekend last weekend with so many winners all over uh, Ireland and England of course he had big winners across in Perry Par in the UK as well Graham will have a strong hand in the Laurels of course he won the A1 Casco Derby 6 thousand euros to the winner event last weekend um, with uh, Jack Taverin Bolt who takes his place in the first round of the Laurels and as I said it's going to be a wonderful competition down there in Cork uh, over the last or over the next uh, five weeks of course uh, the Laurels headed by a uh, Cork GL hero I should say hero um, that of course is Jimmy Barry Murphy and he's very much to the front of that uh, great event. Plenty of Tipperary uh, interest in the competition Swore Drex was third in the final last year for Graham Holland, he's going to be my anti-post selection, also give strong claims to Ballymac Marino who's trained down in Kerry by Liam Dowling. Just in terms of the first round uh, Swords Rex lines up in race number six. I think he'll prove hard to beat. Burgess Supreme won the National Project Stakes recently at Clonmel. That's the obvious danger for um, the local connections down there in East Cork, Sheila Spillane and JJ Fenley. Another one to keep an eye on, Carrick Aldo will be all the rage in the closing heat, of course. That's trained up there near Mullingar uh, by David Murray, owned in Eden Derry by Thomas Glynn. This one won the bear one. Uh, racing Irish Sprint Cup recently so a very talented sort so as I said the focus very much on the opening round uh, of the 30,000 euros to the winner Irish Greyhound Lard sponsored by Barron Racing this Saturday night in Curraheen Park and we'll be talking about that going forward also this weekend the Time Greyhound Nutrition Juvenile Derby 25,000 euros to the winner of this event it's produced some top class performances over the course of the last couple of weeks once again Graham Holland uh, has a leading contender in the shape of Ballinakill Alf, who uh, is owned by the Pillar Syndicate, and this one will certainly take plenty of beating in heat number four. Also, keep an eye on Stone Park said for Tipperary trainer Michael O'Donovan. But as I said, another busy weekend of top class racing action. And my many thanks to Barry Drake there for his weekly concise uh, update on all things happening in Greyhound Racing, both here in the Premier County and further afield. Just before we end tonight's show, just one thing worth mentioning if you're in the uh, Thurless area tomorrow, Peak Villa are hosting a football for all opening. And uh, it starts at half past 11 um, and it's on in uh, Peak Villa's grounds and it goes on till half past one. So it's uh, all abilities. Everyone is welcome. There's balloons, face painting, there's exhibition games, there's refreshments there as well. So a nice day planned there at uh, Peak Villa's grounds tomorrow, half past 11 till half one football for all open day. So just before we end tonight's show, a reminder to listeners, uh, of course, that there will be no game live here on Tip FM this evening. The Kildangan versus Holy Cross Valley Cattle game has been moved to Saturday. So we'll have a double header on Saturday live on Tip FM. Lockmore Castellani versus Ross Gray at half three. And then at quarter past five, we will have uh, Kildangan versus Holy Cross Valley Cattle. And that follows the, the Lockmore Ross Gray game. Then Sunday, uh, double header starts at two o'clock with Cloudy Ross Moore versus Toomey Vara. And then after that, there at quarter to four, 
we have Thurlis Sarsfields against Drum Lynch. So all four of those senior championship quarterfinals live here on Tip FM with thanks to Tipperary ETB. So uh, yeah, that just about does it for this evening's show. Really good weekend of sport to look forward to here in Tipperary. So if you're going out to a game, uh, enjoy it and have a good weekend. And uh, I'll be back on air on Sunday covering those that doubleheader. So until then, have a good weekend and bye for now.